0: Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synalytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synalytic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months. I wouldn't have believed it, but uh, I tried qualiocinnolytic, and the rest is history.
1: As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged
0: feeling. up to $100 off and use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time Slash Inside. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. This is a big one. This is um, you know, the last two days here we've had um some brilliant guests. It's Supernatural Week, and it's been fun. Have you guys had fun? I've had so much fun talking to these gentlemen. They've been on this show since most of you were like four years old, and now it's ending. It's the final season. Holy shit. Thank you again for listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Subscribe, write a review, tell tell your friends. tell your I mean, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Uh, Tom Welling and I will be signing October 18th in Columbus, Madison, Wisconsin, on the 25th, November 8th in Austin. Then my band goes to Germany, left on Laura, our debut album. I mean, how many albums do you get in your lifetime? I never thought I'd make an album. This is my problem, my only album. Today is the day it comes out on all platforms, so either buy it on iTunes or... Um, listen to the hell out of it. Um, also, you can go to the inside of you store and you could purchase vinyls, the hats, stickers, shirts. We're really excited. And at the end of this episode, we're going to play track four for you from the debut album "Saved by the Ground." And uh, Jensen really liked this album. Mm-hmm. That's the word on the street. So right now, Jensen Ackles. I don't think I need a, you know Dean Winchester. I mean, he was on Smallville. He was actually Kristen Kruk, who play, who was Lana. He was her football coach, which was weird because he was like the same age as Tom Welling. And he's a high school football coach dating Lana. The times have changed, folks. But then he got his own show. Final season of Supernatural. Final guest of the week. Dean Winchester himself. Jensen Ackles. I love this man. I've known him for a long time. I love seeing his success. Let's get inside. Jensen. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You. Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Jensen Ackles, dude! Rosie, 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 man. How long's it been? Uh, It's been... um, I don't know when the last time I've seen you. I I can't remember.
1: Did we not run into each other in Vancouver when you were up there doing... um, uh,
0: In, yeah, the impastor. Like impastor. yeah my impastor lasted 13 less seasons than you than supernatural right. <laughs> we we got
1: we got done with two you you know what again there it is you got in you got out
0: we got it yeah it's like that exactly hey it's the See, old apples
1: i don't right now i don't know when to leave that's the problem I've, I've over i've overstayed my welcome
0: but you know when to leave now this is it well what do you mean well
1: let's let's hope so let's hope this was the uh i mean it was a gamble either way it was a gamble to continue on it was a gamble to, to call it quit so so
0: you're uh, saying I, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute are you right now saying on inside of you that there is a small remote possibility that supernatural might even think about another year after this year that they've decided to end the show are you giving a morsel of hope just a morsel like are you giving like a fragment like uh Andre, the giant's penis compared to my penis, like a small,
1: Mm. small. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm nervous to go into that comparison. Sure. I mean, look, I I don't know. I, I, I love the show. I mean, I've gone this long. Why wouldn't we just keep going? But at the same time, it's, you know, and this, this isn't just coming from me. This is a a laundry list of people that have had, that have had this conversation and, and are continuing to have this conversation. But it was one of these things where, you know, let's decide before it's too late. Let's decide before it, des- it gets decided for us. And I think that's that's where a lot of us wanted to reside was we made the call. It was, you know, we wanted to be a little bit like Elway. Uh, you know, go out go out while we're still going strong. Right. And I didn't, you know, and, and at this point now, I think that the, the ship has sailed the uh, or for the the code has been written for you youngsters out there. Uh, and I, I don't know that that's, you know. I don't know that we can change Hang that. On now. a second.
0: So you're saying like, well, let's say how many episodes do you do a year now? 18.
1: Uh, we were 23 for most of the series and we just dialed it back to 20 last season. And we're going to do 20 again this season.
0: All right. So let's say episode 15. You're like, dude, we've got the highest ratings we've ever had in our lives. The, the ratings just shot up because it's the final season and the storylines, the best storyline we've ever had. And oh my God, you know what could happen? I know at the very end that Misha dies His character dies or whatever. And, but what if we did, and then you, one of you guys come up with the most
1: insane idea that goes, we got to do one more.
0: That could happen.
1: I would be, I would be in the other camp. You're damn right. We nailed it. We knocked it out of the park. Let's go off into the sunset. You would, I would be more upset if it wasn't that.
0: So you'd say, God, it really sucked this last year. Let's go one more. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That I would. Yeah. That's when I would be like, guys, we might want to think about another season. We really, we, <laughs> we really screwed the. the it, I mean, this is this is not good. This isn't what <laughs> we wanted to. This isn't how we wanted to end.
0: Well, look, man. I remember. I've known you for a long time. I remember. Is it like,
1: uh, was it like? Was it? Didn't it like Montana? Didn't he go to like Kansas City? And or, who remembers that? that
0: though, yes, he did go to Joe Montana went to Kansas City. Yeah,
1: Montana went to Kansas City. It was like, why? Yeah. Why would you do that?
0: But, but. No one remembers Kansas City. They just remember the glory days with the 49ers. Jordan and the Wizards too. Yeah, nobody remembers Yeah, but Wizards. you know what?
1: I remember Kansas City. Do you and remember Kansas City? Of...
0: You don't want people to remember your Kansas. You don't yeah. I, I don't get.
1: want I don't want to go out with I don't want to go out Kansas City style.
0: That should be the last episode. It should be called Kansas City.
1: I want to go out Lawrence, Kansas style.
0: Lawrence, Kansas style. Home of like See, that's a little right. tip of
1: the hat to the show, which you may or may not yeah, know. Yeah, yeah I know what, what you're talking based, about. So. Yeah. We don't need to go to the big city
0: we've known each other for a long time. Like I've known you for probably since what, around 2000, 2002.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. That was probably right around the time. Uh, I mean, let's see, I came on smallville at like, it was like, Oh, three.
0: Oh, three. And let me get this straight. You played Kristen Crook's boyfriend and you were also a high school gym teacher. Yes. Where was the me too, but then (laughs) that shit wouldn't have (laughs) flew.
1: Oh, no way. Right. My favorite part about that whole situation was I was the coach of the, or the whatever. I was a coach on the football team of which Clark, Clark. was quarterback. Yet I'm actually younger than, than welling in real life. And, and somehow, <laughs> somehow that didn't matter to the producers at all. When when they called me and they're like, we've got an idea that we want to pitch you and bring you on the show. And I was like, you want me to play the, the football coach? In what capacity? And they're like, well, let us put, let him put it. You're gonna play Kristen Crook's boyfriend. I'm like, whatever you want me to play, that's fine. If you want me to be the football coach or the janitor, that's I, but I, you're Kristen's dead. boyfriend, I'm in.
0: And you were on the show for two,
1: three years, five years, one dude, one.
0: It felt like you were more more uh, seasons.
1: Well, that's just because I left a lasting impression. I was one season.
0: Because I remember you and I nude in a scene, like uh, hung up in some like with our shirts off run button hanging up being tortured
1: no that was when we went and played racquetball that one
0: <laughs> no 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 no. Yeah. there's an episode where we're like our hands are tied up and we're <laughs> yes
1: like... yes
0: <laughs> and racquetball and racquetball and racquetball <laughs> i remember that yeah, and i also yeah. remember i believe uh i believe i killed you uh you did didn't i kill you didn't i throw you off a mountain or shoot you or something
1: yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was in the house. I was in the, I was in the Kent house, I think, when I, when it all crumbled to the ground and I was, I was in that explosion.
0: And were were they already talking to you about Supernatural at that point?
1: Yeah, because I had, I had had a, uh, I had a two year deal with, with Smallville. And so I was supposed to come back and do the next season. So they had to ride a death for me quickly because uh, the, the network yanked me off of, of that show and and had me ready for Supernatural for the next season so season one was season five of you guys
0: and you tested you went and tested for supernatural of course at that point right you weren't a huge star then
1: well it was it moved quick because nutter was the was the director and nutter nutter knew me from uh you know dark angel and, and smallville and so we like he was like this is your guy to uh to kripke who who created it and then Jared, they pulled him off of Gilmore Girls, so they, it was an all, it was a very in house operation. Uh, you know, Alari, who was running the network at the time, he knew both of us. He he was uh, more than happy to sign off on both of us. Peter Roth knew both of us at the time. He was more than happy to sign off on us. So we we the testing process went basically like this: we read once for Eric and David, I did, and so did Jared. The next time I auditioned was the full network studio test with jared and nobody else no other actors were involved in the test usually you show up and there's like four or five other guys you know testing for your part everybody's got their contract nobody knows what the hell it says um yeah we just showed up and it was just he and i boom that was it
0: and did you when you read the first script you knew nutter was directing right when you saw them the show the first episode did you go yeah we'll get a season from this or did you go i don't know
1: no, I, 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 I immediately was like, oh, I think we're, I think we got something here. But I was like, we might get a full season out of this. And then as the show started to, to get into it, I was like, wow, we might actually get more than one season. I mean, all the while thinking like, we could break records here and get like three full seasons before the show gets canned. But then after about midway through the, the first season, it was the whole merge. It was uh, UPN-WB uh, merge, and I was like, oh, no, nope, that's it. There's, we're gone. There it is. New guys are yeah, coming in, we're
0: screwed. Was it close to ever getting canceled?
1: Oh, we were on the bubble every year.
0: Every year you were on the bubble.
1: Every single to year. Win. Because, to a win. Um, honestly, until... Uh, Last year. Until... Pet- yeah. <laughs> I, I believe we're still on the bubble right now. I, I, I'm not sure we're going to get the back nine. I, I think it wasn't until... Mark Pedowitz uh, came in and he kind of assessed. I don't want to pull, point fingers at Don Ostrov. I think I think she she did great. She was she was given a very difficult task in marrying two networks and then trying to make shows that weren't necessarily her style of show uh, work within her uh, business plan. And we just weren't a show that I think she gravitated towards. Uh, just we just weren't her.
0: This isn't our this isn't our vision of the, where the network's going, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, she was more the gossip girl, the the reboot of the 90210s. the you know, she, it was that that kind of teenage angst drama type of network that I think she was a little bit more in tune with. I mean, even you guys were a product of this a bit.
0: yeah, oh they they threw us at this night, Tuesday night, oh, they'll fail at Tuesday, and then we killed it. So they were trying to get rid of all that stuff, and if, if they would have, all these other shows probably wouldn't be there. If they would have got rid of Smallville, if they would have got rid of Supernatural, then Flash, Arrow, all these other shows never would have come about. Probably,
1: I agree. I mean, we were a launching. We, you know, we became a launching pad for Arrow. We became a launching pad for when you say we. When you
0: say we, you're saying Smallville too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys were our. You guys were our <laughs> I was launching kidding, pad. Man. You guys launched. You guys helped launch us. And then we were saddled up with you for, for quite a while, which, um, I think you guys kind of hit, hit multiple markets in the fact that you were, you know, you were the superhero, but you also were playing into that kind of teenage drama, angsty thing, which, which I think is what it was easier to digest for, for her than, than us. I mean, we were a horror movie every week. That's not something that she was necessarily into at the time, which I am.
0: I'm into that shit.
1: It's, and it's so fun. It's so fun. I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why we have so much fun on set is because we're not, the stuff we do is so outrageous and so ridiculous. It's fun to do. You know, you can blend this like crazy genre of horror with this action packed kind of uh, uh, adventurous genre. And then you also pepper in some comedy and it's like, sign me up for 15 seasons.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously it evolves. I mean, from the first, you know, the first pilot, did they have a lot of the comedy in there, or did it really sort of become funnier and darker and creepier and all these things? It just kind of evolved like every other show in a way.
1: Yeah, it it certainly evolved. I do believe that there was a little bit more of maybe maybe less comedy, more of that kind of devil may care uh, attitude written for for my character specifically. In fact, it's 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 no uh, secret that. Eric originally, the, the creator, he said, I, I based these two characters off of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. And Han had some moments. He had some comedic relief moments in those movies. I don't know, necessarily think that they were in the script. I think that was just Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford, and just adding that flavor. And so I kind of took that as a blueprint and then expanded on it and added a little bit more of kind of the ridiculous humor Cause I thought it was a nice balance with how deep and, and scary and horrific the, the images that you were seeing on screen could be balanced with the goofiness that we could, we could provide.
0: Right. I mean, growing up, were your parents always supportive? Were you did you always want to be an actor? Cause you were an athlete, right? You're an athlete in high school.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of walked both paths. I, 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 was, I was doing drama and I was performing in like the, you know, the annual spring plays
0: Did you love it back then? Did you love acting?
1: I don't know if I loved it because it wasn't, I I wasn't living in an environment that really nurtured that as much as it did sports. You know, I mean, growing up, growing up in Texas, like it's, it's all about what organized sport you're a part of and how good your team is and how, you know, if you're going to get scouted by college scouts and there's a lot of pressure. I think that's changed dramatically since I grew up here. Um, But the arts weren't, really focused on as much as sports were and so I kind of took my you know lead from from that and and focused a little bit more on my athletics and less on the dramatics and then ultimately I just I started to succeed more in in the dramatics than in the athletics and that led me to Hollywood and then was that was it
0: do you think that sports were sort of looked at or not sports but um like you said like with acting was it kind of like I grew up in Indiana I was born in Europe, but I grew up in Indiana. And, you know, I don't think theater, again, was one of those big things. Although the University of Evansville was like 10 miles away where Rami Malik went. You know, he graduated from there, and on, on, he went on to do Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, who else was from there? I mean, there was a couple people that went on to be actors, uh, me being one of them. But, you know, I can't say that everybody... Wanted to go see the play on a Friday night or Saturday. They wanted to go see sports, like you said. Did you get? Did people look down? And you're like, come on, man. What are you doing? Did they were, were they real hard on you? They're like, come on, man. What? They call you names. They call you fairy boy. Who wants to do theater.
1: Yeah, and that was, you know, that was certainly more of a uh, of an acceptable behavior back then. I mean, the, I, I'm yes. glad that those times, the times have changed. That you know, you'll get raked over the coals if you if you ostracize somebody to that degree. And, right. and good, you should because there were some people that that I was in theater with that really, really got bullied bad. And it was a time and it was a a culture then where it was even looked at. Like, I wish that there were more, more opportunities where I could have stood up for, for that person. Sure. But you know, they didn't speak out because it would just make things worse. Sad. And I'm glad now that people have people like that have a voice and, and, uh, um, that, that people, who who can fight for them fight for them uh, i wish i i wish i had had a chance and an opportunity to do more of that when i was younger but um but regardless yeah that was it wasn't like there's not i don't think there's other folks from it's it's mainly sports athletes you know a couple of musicians not a lot of theater is is given a whole lot of credit hey what's up who's that that's uh, that's my daughter sjJ say hi JJ.
0: jj hey what's going on what are you doing? Um, are, you, are you going swimming?
1: She can't hear you. Uh, you're on the Well, then you here. tell her what I
0: just said. Say, Are you going swimming, baby?
1: <laughs> he you're... says, I don't know where your lovey is. Why don't you go find it yourself? <laughs> that was That's
0: not what I said.
1: I'm just kidding. Is it, uh, is it not in the car? Okay. Well, it's. I know it's not in here, so keep looking. <laughs> okay. No problem.
0: No, we're keeping that in. I think it's a nice, touching moment. And by the way, when I said baby, I was saying that because I feel like you would call her baby. All right, baby. Uh-huh. I could feel like yeah. it's a little southern accent, like you'd say, baby.
1: Yeah. Oh, like it's all right, my baby.
0: Hey, baby, I love it's you. I don't know right, where your damn swimsuit is, man. I don't know where. <laughs> I know
1: any know, baby. Is.
0: I don't know where your lovey is. I don't know where your lovey is. Get <laughs> <case of> your <laughs> lovey ass out of my way while daddy does an interview. <laughs> you don't talk like that at all. I <laughs> don't at all. I know, not
1: at all. But anyway, where were we? I uh,
0: was we just talking about like being an actor and how hard it was, and like it's yeah, And, and other,
1: I'll never forget uh, my senior year. I did the 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 big spring. We put on a musical, and it was West Side Story. And, and who uh, are you? Actually, I played Tony. You were Tony. I was Tony, and I had never sung in front of an audience before in my life. And, oh and, my uh, god! Certainly not to an audience of my peers. Uh, I remember opening night and I get out there and it's the, it's that big opening like could be, who, who knows, knows, there's something new anyway, way. I will know right away, right away soon, soon as it shows, shows. and maybe can't even bother from the, the sky, sky inside, inside devil. right as a bum So That was, uh, I'm out there and I'm just, you know, wailing, and the entire, cause I was was on the baseball team, the entire varsity baseball team is sitting in like the first, the first two rows and you can't see when you're on stage, you know, this there's lights in your eyes. You can't really see past the first two rows.
0: Oh, I get nervous just now thinking about that.
1: And there they all are. And I'll never forget coming down on that proscenium by myself on the stage. First song, first time you see me come out on stage. And I, I'm, I'm belting it out, and I just see the faces, and they're just slack jawed, just like just <laughs> staring up at me, mouth like open slightly, just like, who, who is this person, and what have they done with our friend?
0: And so, did they
1: applaud at, at the end? So yeah, so so it was an interesting you know meetup afterwards. You know, afterwards I come down and I've got like stage makeup on, and it's you know, it when you when you get a when you meet a stage actor right after the show, like they don't look the same.
0: Hey, Jensen, can we just do something real quick? Pretend you're you, and I'm going to be one of the, one of your buddies coming up from the baseball team. All right, all right, all right, ready? Here we go. Hey guys. Hey man, What'd what you think? What's on your face, man?
1: Oh, that's uh, that's that. Yeah, uh, you got, uh, you got it's, something on your face? yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's, it's, it's like clown makeup, you know. It's, you wear makeup because the light. Done. What? Well, it's it, it's more just like it's paint. It's like paint. It's like theater paint. Oh, yeah. What'd you guys think?
0: Oh, I don't know, man. You, I know you you sing. That's kind of weird. Yeah. You never sang no. in on the baseball field or nothing. No,
1: no, not not between uh, chewing sunflower seeds and dipping in the outfield. No, it was should
0: we get separate uh locker rooms <laughs> you know probably back then it was probably a little weird it wasn't it
1: wasn't you're not, you're not far off but however it was uh
0: but they liked you you were good they were like "You're."
1: yeah top. they they it was it was it was a reluctant kind of applaud like i came up and they were like they didn't want to look at me in the eye they were like man that was awesome Good. nice <laughs> nice job man As you're That's, looking
0: down Hey right, man, you were great. Man. Yeah,
1: eyes down, not making eye contact, just telling me like, man, that was re- that was really good, man. I'm, just, I i did not know you could do that. That's uh, that's that's cool. All right, well, we're gonna go in the parking lot and crush a six pack.
0: <laughs> Are you coming with us?
1: Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hey, how? Why hard- don't you wipe that? Why don't you wipe that crap off your face and come meet us for some tours?
0: <laughs> <laughs> did, did you? uh, Maria had to be a hard song to sing.
1: It was a very difficult song, and I was I was working with the 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 girl who played Maria, and it was Kendra Ware, and she was a like all state all national like choir genius and she was like a this phenom and i'm like great great you're going to put the jock with the like songbird over here and she's going to make me look like a moron and i remember when we first started rehearsals like she came up to me and and she was like look i'm not i'm not real comfortable with the whole acting and reciting lines and like the the movement and stuff she's like i just stand there and sing Mm. Can you kind of give me some, can you give me a little help with like that aspect? I'm like, if you can help me sing. So we did, we, we worked together and she kind of gave me some pointers and I helped her out with the, the blocking and all that kind can of stuff. Can you still and hit
0: that note? The most beautiful sound I ever heard.
1: That last one. Oh, dude, I couldn't hit it that night. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, but Rob, you <laughs> so know what
0: happens? That was kind of it. I mean, we were kind of there. It's such a hard note. Grab your
1: balls, buddy. That's a hard song to sing, man. And 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 we were singing it.
0: I love watching your success, and I love watching your success because to me, you're, you've always been a great guy. You've always been some guy who shows up to set, whether whether it's showing up to set and you're prepared and you're fun and you're you're just you're you're one of the guys. You're just a dude. You're just a, you have a, you have a big heart. You know what's right. So, you know, Tom and I was early, we always like, you know, when we, I remember hearing supernatural is going off to do supernatural and we're like, well, what's that? Are, uh, yeah. You just don't, you just don't know. And then when we started to see, wow, good for him and Jared. Cause I knew Jared too, a little bit. And yeah. you know, it was just yeah. seeing good guys do well and that's always nice, you know?
1: Oh, that's uh, and, well, and thank you for the compliment. That's, uh, that's very nice. I, 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 I mean, you guys were, were certainly, um, some folks that I I look to for guidance in that regard and and just also uh, um, somebody that I look to for inspiration on, like, I don't know that I've ever worked on a set that was more entertained by a single person than by you walking on set. I'll never forget the time we walked on set and we did the entire blocking uh, musically. Do you remember that?
0: (laughs) I do remember that.
1: You and I were like in the trailer and we were playing guitar and, and, and you were, they were like, Hey guys, you know, it's that they're ready, ready for blocking. And we were, we're, it was like your home set. I don't know. I forget what the name of that set was. Uh, and you were like, Luther Mansion that's it. It was a Luther mansion. And, and you were like, uh, you're like, "Ah." we were right in the middle of the song. He's like, wait, I'm not that way. We're just finished. You know what? Screw it. Let's just bring this on set and we'll figure it out. And you you kept those like three or four chord progression going. And then we ended up doing all the dialogue musically. (laughs) And people people couldn't work for like an hour because they, they were they were trying to to calm themselves down from the laughter. Your I, name is like,
0: Teague, right? Your last name was Teague. Jason Teague? Yeah. Jason, I think you should work for me. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> I am the mastermind criminal of all time.
1: Mr. Luther. We're idiots. Oh, man. It is. And then, there, you know, there's a couple of other folks in there that just they either they couldn't sing or they didn't want to sing or they just they, they weren't they weren't going to jump on nope. the, the rosy bandwagon. They weren't. And you just plowed right through and could have cared less. And
0: <laughs> I wish I still had that sort of attitude. I mean. Dude. I do...
1: Dude, you're legend. You're legend. I mean, I still work in Vancouver and I still there's there's still guys that, that worked like the first several seasons of, of Smallville that that are are on Supernatural and have been for many, many years and they still talk about, you know, Rosie would roll on the set or or some joke you did or when you decided to moon the crew seventy two times in a day or whatever it was.
0: Was your were your parents always like uh so supportive where they always like, you want to act, act, you want to play sports, play sports. We love whatever you want to do or they want you to do something.
1: Yeah. They were supportive on, on kind of all fronts. And I think it's very obvious uh, when you look at my sister and my brother, the three of us are wildly different. Uh, You know, my brother went and was more studious and, and more, uh, you know, less, less of a, of, of a social presence. And, and he, he was a drummer on the drum line and he went into you know, a, a college and, and played in the marching band. And he was just uh, kind of surrounded himself with a lot of much more different people, wasn't an athlete. And and then I came up uh, through the ranks and, and, you know, kind of cut a wide swath as far as being socially promiscuous mm-hmm. and, and doing things uh, to where my sister kind of had a, a nice, easy stroll in the park. Um, But she kept it, she's a, um, you know, she kept it between the lines really well, too. My brother and my sister were, uh, I think, gave my mother and father a lot less of a headache than I did. I was the middle child.
0: What did you do that was so, were you always getting in trouble? Did you get arrested ever?
1: once and and then there was a lot of tomfoolery that wasn't uh, that I'm sure if they'd known about which some of it they did some of it they never
0: found oh, out. Well, what did about. you do to go to jail?
1: Oh, man, this is this is not a I didn't go to jail uh but I was um we went out snuck out of the house went out with some buddies and we decided to to shoot up some uh um
0: heroin No, 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 no. Yeah. I know not heroin
1: we had we, we were getting into paintball at this time oh yeah and we decided to grab our guns and go for a, a spree around the neighborhood and uh that ended up in a bit of a high-speed car chase on the highway with about 10 cops
0: and they didn't arrest you
1: well they arrested me until they figured out they figured out that it was not a real firearm that it was a paintball gun and then they held me there while my uh, while my they held me there on the side of the highway in cuffs until my dad came and picked me up did he beat your ass? He was not.
0: Well, your parents—did you, your dad ever give you a smack in the ass? Was he kind of a dad like a Texas dad? It was like, yeah, yeah, did yeah. She, go get my belt.
1: Go pick out a belt.
0: Go pick out a belt. Yeah. See, my smart ass would have got like a little girly belt and like bought it for him no. and put it up there.
1: No, see, that's what you think. Like that, the the little one they hurts hurt more. more because oh, it's yeah. like it's like a whip. Oh yeah, no. You want? I wanted the big, thick, you know, the, the the big wide belt. I didn't even get my mom's, you know, her '70s wide belt because that one, it, you know, that's get hit with a magazine as opposed to a, a whip.
0: Did you ever try standing he up looked, to your dad? No. Was he a big dude? How big's your dad?
1: Uh, he's my size. He was my size. I, I, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, six feet, two hundred pounds, but he also never put me in a position where I needed to stand up for myself like that. He was right. He was right. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would never act out in a way where I was like, this is injustice and I'm going to stand up to him. He's a great guy. He's a good guy.
0: You guys drink beers together.
1: No, he's not a, he, he doesn't, he doesn't drink. He's a, he's a pretty, uh pretty conservative fella. But we've uh, there's a lot of laugh, a lot of laughter in my family. He was a pretty funny guy.
0: With all the work you do, man, though, do you feel like uh, you need a couple beers after work to just let let go and kind of go to sleep? Do you? Do you? Feel no. Like, are you not a drinker? Much much of a drinker?
1: No, not a couple of beers. More like like a couple of bottles of whiskey. Who'll probably do the <laughs> trick? Uh, <laughs>
0: Come on, that's bullshit. <laughs> you couldn't drink a whole bottle of whiskey, could you? Probably. You probably could. Probably, but you, do you, do you, are
1: you the kind of guy who's uh, I, like, I, I wouldn't try it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm certainly like, a, a come home and, and, you know, pour a couple of fingers and, uh, read my script for the next day and then go to sleep.
0: How fast are you at learning lines?
1: Kind of. Well, I mean, at this point it's, I'll read what I need to learn for tomorrow the day before or the night before, uh, and then the next morning I'll get up and I'll read through it in the in the in the hair and makeup trailer. And then if it's if it's extensive dialogue, I'll run it a few times, maybe by myself or with whoever I'm working. If it's with Jared, I'll run it with Jared. If It's with Misha, I'll, you know, we'll get together and we'll run it a few times. But for the most part, that's that's it. If it is if it's a fairly simple scene, a page scene or whatever like that, I won't even have the lines memorized. I just understand the blocking and understand what needs to be said, and the lines just kind of come.
0: Really? Yeah. Was there a, was there a part uh, or a time on on the show where the first few seasons were like you would really learn the lines inside out and really like you know spend more time on them and not the day before but try to learn the script in advance and you know work yourself to the bone or like this is not working for me.
1: No, Jared will be he's the complete he's that. He does that. He reads the script a dozen times and he he goes over it and over it and I guess works out what he wants to do. I will read it once. And then just trust my instincts,
0: but th- so you don't have to have it word word by word. If it's like little all over, it's okay as long as it makes sense and it's articulate.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. There, I mean, the writers aren't uh, necessarily like like comedic writers where it's like, oh no no no, that says do not, that doesn't say don't. We'll change things. We'll massage dialogue to maybe make it a little bit more conversational. Maybe make it a little bit more character driven. Right. Uh, maybe make it make it make sense. To I mean, there's been multiple times in the script where it literally says in the, uh, in the stage direction and then just whatever Jensen wants to say here.
0: <laughs> Does it really say that? Yeah. I love that. That's great. They yeah, just... They'll
1: just, they'll just literally just throw it to me and be like, and then what else, if he's got anything else, then just have him throw that in.
0: Is there anything you've made up over the years that's become kind of a, a trademark Jensen Ackles, like that you just know that fans know that you do something that you kind of added. And then that became a thing
1: from the pilot episode there was a line that Kripke had written where the car gets stolen essentially, and a ghost like possesses the car, but we get it back. And then, um, and then I say the line, son of a bitch. And I don't think it was written to be more than just a, you know, a begrudging, like, son of a bitch, you know, an exasperated kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and I, I like yelled it out loud like I wanted someone to hear me. You know, I was like son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> was it unexpected. They didn't expect you to do that.
1: And that and now that's like that's like the like anytime that's like the catchphrase in in like so many different facets, you know, it's just, it, whether it's yelling, whether it's
0: Do you ever sign that? Do you ever sign son of a bitch for people?
1: I just put SOB.
0: You put SOB? They're like, uh, can you spell that out, please? I don't I don't know. Yeah, if can
1: means. you put some of a bitch on there? Yeah, sure. S.O. B., there you go.
0: So you said like the show was sort of in a bubble for many years of not getting like, you know, uh, we don't know if we're going to get picked up. They're kind of like this. And I know that studio is kind of uh, F with actors. You know, they kind of like, you know, we're going to say it's not doing that great to keep them on their toes so they don't want to renegotiate. When was it you were like, we're renegotiating?
1: Like season four or five when the writer creator was like, I'm out. I had five years planned out. That's the, that's the five I'm going to give you. I'm moving on. And when they were like, okay, great. Well, that's mine. We'll, we'll just find somebody to, to come in and keep it going. Cause this is, this isn't going anywhere. That's when I was like, Oh shit.
0: <laughs> You're like, okay. That, that was the time. And were you guys uh, boys like you and Jericho, let's go in together.
1: Oh, as far as like uh, re- 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 negotiating more
0: power with two the
1: numbers. Yeah. I mean, since I would say since season two,
0: You guys have been, and everything, it's you too.
1: We've been on the same page, yeah.
0: That's it. This is what I think we should ask for. This is what I think we should. And did there come a time you're like, you know, I I can't work this hard as this much for this many episodes a year. And I miss my family. I miss all these things. I want to have some kind of like a modicum of life or whatever that is. And did you think, you know what, uh, I'm not working on Fridays or I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to get these, you know, is there something in there?
1: It, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, you know, when, when you're working, uh, especially when you're working out of, of, of state out of country, uh, which, you know, this is something that you're, you're very familiar with and that you dealt with, you know, you put your life on hold intensely. And when your life continues to, to go and to grow outside of the show, like when you find a, a, a mate and you get married and you start a family and you have children and then there's, you know, your, your, you your, your extended family and your friends and all these people that you really never see because you're in a different state and or in a different, in a different city, you know, working 12 to 14 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then you're exhausted by the weekend. And it's all about recovery. until you, so you can turn around and do it again on Monday. That schedule is, is, you know, only tenable for so long. And then you start to have to tell the, the writers, Hey, I need a little bit of, of relief here. Can you bring in some other characters to shoulder some of this weight? so they did. And, you know, they started bringing in, uh, some other characters. Misha came in season four, you know, they brought uh, Mark Shepard in, they brought, uh, they brought up a a few other kind of, um, guest cast that turned into full-time cast that gave us a little bit of leeway. You know, at this time we were still trying to up our, our, you know, still trying to get money and still trying to negotiate that stuff. And, but eventually it got to a point and this was years ago. It got to a point where like, it wasn't about the money they paid us fine. Like they were, they were compensating us for our work and, and we were fine with that. It was about the quality of life. And so that's when we started like really asking for a plane, longer vacations, <laughs> uh, longer weekends requested four or five day weekends, that kind of stuff. And they did it and they were like, you know what? We'll, we'll make that happen. And, and I, but it, at the same time, we didn't want to be like, you know, we're not gonna work on Fridays, we're not gonna work on Mondays, we're gonna, you know, we, we only wanna work ten hour days or something like that. If Jared and I did something like that and put that contractual, it would have made the show suffer. I think he and I both would never want to risk the quality of the show declining for personal reasons. And I think that was, you know, that's one of the many things that weighed into the decision that that a lot of us had about moving on was that we don't want that to become a rub. We don't want to not feel like we want to be there. I wanted to make sure that I spent time with my family. My family knew I loved them, but I also wanted to spend enough quality time with the show and do what's right by that because it's very important. They're both very important to me, and I want to give them equal energy and time and all that stuff. It's, and it's tough. It was, it's been a difficult balance the past sure. couple of years. Um,
0: how tired have you been to the point where you're like, I can't do this. Have you ever been like, I, I just can't maintain this sort of work schedule. I can't, I just can't physically and mentally do this.
1: No, I don't know why. I just, I feel like I have made a commitment to the show. I'm, I mean, yes, I'm under contract and I could, you know, be in legal problems if I decided just to throw in the towel and not show up, but I would never, it goes beyond that for me. It goes beyond I could right now list, a, you know, a dozen to two dozen names that I work with, no matter how tired they are. And they're showing up because they've got mouths to feed. They're showing up when they're when they're tired or when they're exhausted or, or uh, because because they they have to. I don't have to. But if they're doing it, they can't show up if I'm not there. And I don't want to be the one responsible for them not getting a, a a decent paycheck that week
0: I think my point really was was not like that you didn't want to but the point where I was just like you were just physically like can I in your mind like I, I'm so I'm so fucking tired I can't I can't talk to my wife tonight I can't I, I can't fly back to see my kids this week and I just I don't have the strength right now have you ever been that tired or are you that that's what I'm more of what I'm saying
1: yeah I have been that tired but I, I do it anyway you
0: push through it do you work out? How do you do it? Do you do you consistently every day? Hey, if I'm going to do this, my body's got to be in great shape. My mind's got to be in great shape. I've got to eat really well. How do you prepare for something like this? You can't really let yourself go.
1: No, you can't. Uh, and I, I, I'm not as good about that as as Jared is. You know, he he's he is one of those guys. He's a regimented. He's like he's like, I have to get up and, and jog five miles a day or, or I don't function. I'm like, I would rather the extra hour and a half of sleep. So that's me. Uh, I take a lot of naps now. <laughs>
0: I love my naps. Rob's got a, Rob, Rob's already, what are you, uh, 20, 30. 30, 30. He's got a kid. He's, uh, you know, you nap, don't you? No. You don't
1: nap? No, that's not, it, it, when I'm home, no time for naps. But when I'm on set, nap, nap time. Nap sitting. In fact, Jared, Jared and I, um, we have certainly evolved over the years in, in the fact that when we used to go to lunch, if we had a long day or we had a long week, we were working back to back 14 ers We would, we would go to lunch and, and it'd be like, uh, you know, come on over to the trailer. Let's uh, uh, let's run some lines or let's, or Hey, let's go play some ping pong or let's shoot some hoops. Let's watch this, the special that's on right now or whatever we'd hang out and we just kind of relax. And like lunch was more of just like a social hour. I, I would say, 40 to 40 to 55% of the time over the past, like two seasons, when they call lunch he and I look at each other and we go sleep contest and we go and literally we go straight to our trailers, shut the door, turn the lights out and immediately just zone out. They know to not sleep. to bother you. You're out. They just, yeah, we have, we had signs that were made up when we both, when both of our, uh, our children were very small and they'd come to visit. And it just says baby is sleeping on like a, like a big post. It looks like a, like a stop sign. And it's
0: always there. The baby is always sleeping.
1: And and our, our kids are now not babies anymore, but that sign still gets put out in front of our trailers. Every, every lunch hour, <laughs> <laughs> the babies are sleeping. Oh my God. It's, it is man. It, it, and there's a time, you know, there are times when it, when it is exhausting or when I've, I've gone, I've pushed myself too much or, um, and I'm really tired or, or shit, really hungover, or whatever it is. And it's just like you figure it out. You know, you, you you ask for help from the right people and you do what you need to do to get through it.
0: How long are you going to take when they say, for, I asked Misha this. All right. First of all, do you think you're going to break down completely when they, when you're wrapped for good? And B, can you honestly say like I am going to do nothing for a good year at least? No.
1: I think I work harder when I'm home than I do when I'm on set.
0: Doing what like with family stuff or?
1: Oh yeah, I've been in my wife and I've been in the garage all morning, like uh, rearranging and like getting putting stuff for storage and giving stuff to Goodwill and like. I'm just at like, work. Hey, let's, I'm
0: look. at work, like film. Like you want to just take a year off and just be with the family, or can you not do
1: that? Um, n- no, but that's another thing too. Is is I, I love to work. Like I I love I love being on set. I love the camaraderie. I love the collaboration. I love. Uh, I, I love turning what's on the page into something visual. Um, you know, I, 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 love the, the whole, the whole thing. man. I, I love walking on set and going to the caterers in the morning and getting breakfast and saying good morning to everybody and getting coffee, get sitting down with the hair and makeup ladies, and you know, l- listening to them gossip about whatever it is they're gossiping about, <laughs> uh, That's it. It's it's just the whole thing going on set, figuring out how to put this puzzle together that is a script. I love that. You know, I'm I'm going back, we start in uh we start in a few weeks and I'm I'm directing the first episode. And um, you know, I always say that as a director, you're the you're essentially the 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 captain of the problem solving squad and your script is your problem and you have to solve it. And I just love that kind of collaborative problem solving. Environment that that is is working on set.
0: I mean, how do you go from like you know because I've I've directed many times before and and I and I think you know you're on set and you're like the lead guy, you and Jared, and now you're going to direct every scene and then you're going to direct yourself and then you have another 19 episodes to do after that and you're cross shooting. You're probably doing stuff from episode two, so it's like. I'm like, "Holy shit. Are you sure you want to go and direct?" <laughs> do you ever be like, "This is a lot. Why do I why am I doing this to myself?"
1: Yeah, I will say it is, you know, the season itself. I I've, I've always compared that to like running a marathon. Like you got to pace yourself because it's a lot of work and it's, a, you know, you can't you can't burn out quick cuz like you said, you just get to a point of exhaustion where you just can't do it any longer. Um, you know, luckily he he and I and and, and the rest of the crew have been doing it for enough years to where we know how to pace ourselves properly. Um um, but what what most people don't anticipate, uh, and I, I've done it now. This would be my sixth time. Is that directing is essentially like starting a marathon with sprinting the first two miles? Because um, there's so much to think about. It's such an, a mentally like exhaustive process of you know going through every single page and every single you know line and and figuring out how you're going to shoot that from a visual standpoint and then you've got to go, okay, this is, this is how I want to do that. What are the departments? Who are the people that I need to talk to in order to facilitate that? And then you got to break that down. And then you've got to, you know, then you've got to convince the actors to do what you want them to do. And this is
0: all pre-production
1: and this is all pre-production. This is before even like stepping foot on stage. Right. And then inevitably you step on stage and the best laid plans, they will go to shit. And you will you will walk on set and you will be like, like, wait a second, that wall doesn't move? I thought we talked about that in pre-production. And someone's like, No, you talked about that wall. Like, no, it was that You're right. It was that wall. So that wall so that wall doesn't move. No, that one does. Which well, one? That completely changes that completely changes everything about the whole structure of the scene. And now we can't have the person coming through that window. Mm. And now if it's through that then you have you know eighty sets of eyes just staring at you. Go what next? What you gonna do about it?
0: Yeah, huh? <laughs> what do you and, do now? Make a face? Is,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. What's what's gonna be now, clown boy? <laughs> uh, and and this is when and this is when I've seen directors succeed or fail. Is how they handle that moment, and that's a it's a and every every director is gonna feel that moment. They may not feel it, you know on our show but if, if it's a daunting directing.
0: task it is it is I've been there in that moment where, like hey what do we do now there was one time when I was doing something and we had to like all of a sudden we had we're on sticks, which means it's just like you're you're on a like a tripod, if you will, and you're like filming, but you're not moving the camera handheld. I'm telling that for the audience. I know you know that, but like you know, it's but, but it's started to rain, and we were like, we'll never get this done. So we go, we're going handheld, and we're gonna block shoot, which means we're gonna shoot all the scenes in a row in that direction, and then shoot them this direction. My mind does does not work like that, and I'm creative, right. and I'll come up with stuff, and I know how to do, th- but it's just it's more linear and the yep. ad looked at me i'll never forget this is day 14 of 18 and it was going so well until that moment on this movie and she looked at me she goes so what do you want to do for the first time ever in my life i had nothing to say she looked at me and she goes okay and she took over <laughs> she literally for that moment took over and goes all right we're gonna go this way here's what we're gonna do because she knows that and i felt like an idiot but i was like I just didn't know what to do. I had I needed more time than write that second. I'm not Stanley Kubrick, who gets as you know gets to do hundred takes of something. Uh, we got to shoot 110 pages in like 17 days, and for this moment, I was like, I don't know what the best idea is. So we had to have some meetings where I'm like, I had to defer yeah. to the people who really know what they're doing, like the DP who's in a lot of movies, who's the AD who's worked on 20 movies, who's you know. And I said, you know what? I nailed it a lot of times, but there's some times where I felt like an idiot.
1: I need, I need help and I need you guys to help me. Yeah, And you know, there's a lot of times when, like you said earlier, how, uh, you know, you, 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 as a director, you've got to direct everybody else, but you also have to direct yourself and we don't have time. I mean, there's just no time to sit and watch playback all day long. Sure. You can do that, but you're not going to get your days. And we pack so much filming into a 12 hour day. There's no time for, you know, for that kind of like, yeah, Oh, a- <laughs> well let's hit, let's him and haw about, you know, whether that angle was good or whether that light was good or whether No, 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 no. I, I I'll do a scene. If I'm in the scene, I will, I will do the take. If it felt good, I'll look at my camera operator and be like, yeah, cause he's been watching me for 15 years I'll be like, we good. He's like, it was all there. I look at my DP and I'm like, lighting performance everything he's like "Yep, that's it ad's like any hiccups nope moving on
0: trust trust you gotta trust because the last thing you want to do is one of those fucking actors who are like let me just go see myself
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah can i Let's can i just see, see how, how I it did. looked no no you can't sit down clown face S- sit up you know what there was uh <laughs> you, you you were telling you were telling a story a minute ago with uh, you know we're on sticks and like things were things were happening and weather and stuff yeah So it reminds me of a story. I was having a supernatural one time. We're shooting down uh, on a beach. It was a very rocky beach. It was at night, like a boat comes in and it like, it goes up onto the beach and the camera's on sticks on the beach. And we're, it's shooting at us standing like it, basically the waves are kind of crashing against our ankles and stuff. And we're having this conversation and the tide is starting to come in and we're not getting the shot and the tide keeps coming in and they keep having to pick up this the the camera on the tripod and and bring it back and eventually it gets to a point where it's like the end of the scene and we've got it but the director yells out from the tent he's like he's like give me a push in and for the audience that's where the camera slowly moves into the actor and, and it's a you know it kind of adds a little dramatic flair oh, no. it's, it's it's a it's a nice accent right, right. Well, they're they're running out of beach, and the water's now like really getting high, and uh, and there's no time to lay track, and so I just say I'm like, you know, guys, like the camera guys are like, we don't have any track, we can't lay track, you know, it's, we're, we're running out of time, the water's coming up on the thing, it's like, and I'm like, I got it, just roll, and we roll, and I'm not kidding,
0: you moved up,
1: I just do this, I go,
0: you put so you you literally. You bent into the picture. I spreaded
1: my legs out and then I just I just slowly moved while looking at the other actor and just slowly went straight towards camera.
0: You created a push-in.
1: Yeah. The camera stayed
0: where it was and you slowly moved into the camera.
1: I slowly moved into the camera.
0: When Nace had cut, did they applaud you?
1: The crew did. The director was like,
0: (laughs) Thank you. We could have got that, you schmuck.
1: Yeah.
0: Dude, that is genius. Oh, I wish that was, yeah. you, you have that? You had to get that piece of film.
1: Oh, yeah, no, they, they use it. It's, it's, that's And now we'll just do it all the time. And the director's like, what are you doing? Why are you pushing in? I didn't ask for the push in. The camera guy's are like, we're on sticks. That's the actors being assholes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. my God. And the other question was, don't think I forgot, is like, how do you feel when you look at, uh, Jared for the last time, or Misha for the last time. I, mean, I I know it's not the last time, but the last time you're doing
1: Oh, you were asking about the, yeah. How do you the, think how, you're going to feel? How, how do the you emotions. think?
0: Do you think you'll be able to just keep it together?
1: I don't know, man. I, I think for me, it's not going to be like, you know, they're going to be like, yeah, and that's a series wrap on Supernatural. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> I might. But for me, I think it's going to come in little waves leading up to the end. You know, it's going like, to come yeah. in little moments where I'm like, that's going to be the last time I do that that's going to be the last that's going to be the last time i sit down and 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 read a script
0: this is the last time i i act with misha this is the last time i act with jared this is the last time i say goodbye to my makeup artist whatever that is
1: right right whatever those whatever those little moments are and this season is going to be full of them that's the last holiday party we're going to have
0: you could also do this jensen I could just see right now. Oh my God, this is the last first shot from a season I'll do. Oh my God, yeah. this is the, la- yep. the last first Saturday I'll have off oh, for the first Jared's week. already
1: started. Jared's like, this is the last hiatus we're going to have. <laughs> but he's not serious. I was <laughs> like, like, oh, yes. He was like, just think, man, this is our last hiatus. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm aware. We've but guess had what? And 15 people, of them, people, yeah, we've had, we've had 15. I think we're good. Yeah, that's that's more summer breaks than you experienced while going to school. So we're okay. And, but but I do I do remember the last season or the last uh, episode of this last season and and like you know Jared kind of got a little got a little emotional. He's like, this is the last time we're gonna we're gonna break for heights. And then everybody's like what's going to be like when it's over? And I'm like, people, we have a year left. whole <laughs> year. It's not like we gave our two weeks notice. We gave our 12-month notice. We have a year. A year. That's... Can we save this for January?
0: And they're like, God, clown face is God. such a dick. <laughs> Dude, this has been a real treat, man. I mean, I, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. You know, another thing that's cool is, you know, we both did uh, Jason Mann's album covers, covers with friends, cover with friends, yeah. and we both did a song on that. I love, I always love hearing your voice, and uh, Jason just produced. I know Jason Mann's a good buddy. That's how we met, I think, through Jason. No, 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 no. I met no, you. No, 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 I met you. I, you, you I met, met Jason through, through me. you. Right, right. We were kind of playing guitar one day and up and. Although
1: down. Jason's one of those guys, anybody I've ever introduced him to, they're always like, "I, I want to be friends with him." I'm like, "Yeah, I know he's good." And, I,
0: and he produced uh, our album, Left on Laurel's album, so which is coming out. And he's just extraordinary. He's such a calm, patient. And I had never been in the studio and recording these songs, and it just he makes you feel so comfortable, right?
1: Uh, he's a he's a he's a Yoda.
0: He really is. He really is. Yeah. So it's been fun touring with him in in uh, Germany. And I know a lot of the supernatural fans know Jason and fan of oh, his. Yeah. And um, but look, man, I I'm so so uh, grateful for this time with you and uh you know you, you I always consider you your friend and i know how busy you are but you know once this season's over uh the next season i'll, I'll probably hopefully see you once in a blue moon
1: well i i, I know you will because i'm gonna you know i'm gonna have to start coming back out to la and looking for a job you got a place to stay Uh, if you need one well there well there you go as long as it as long as it has a microphone like that and nothing but hockey jerseys hanging in a lot of hockey jerseys i got freddy
0: krueger up there and i got dude thank you for allowing to be inside (laughs) of you jensen ackles you're you're a mensch
1: it's been been a joy and a pleasure
0: yeah i'd say this is probably your best interview you've ever done
1: it's certainly one of the interviews i've done (laughs)
0: Rob didn't get it at first yeah he took him an extra second he just gave you hey give love to uh, Daniil and the the family and uh, I will I'll try to get up to Vancouver and see you before it's all over I love you buddy I love you too Rob. that was Jensen Ackles guys hey thanks for listening to the episode today as promised I told you I'd play a song every episode until the album's done uh, of our new album Left on Laurel Saved by the Ground today right now you can go to the uh, iTunes store. It's available on all platforms. You can buy the songs, listen to it. Merch is on Inside of You Store. Uh, our handle, Left On Laurel, the whole band. Tweet us. We'll tweet you back. We love talking to you. Um, here is track four on the album, the debut album. This is called Lost, with your eyes wide open. Somehow, your world is spinning and your life's in peril.